special welcome to you. My name is Alex, and I'm the pastor of Cascades. And today is a different Sunday. Today, we're going to get an update from a couple who have been part of our church, you could argue, since the beginning, since before Cascades was even planted. Um, that'll be Ron and Gloria. One of the reasons we want to do this today is because our church actually has four different couples that we support who are missionaries around the world. There's one couple in Italy. Uh, there's one in Bolivia. There is one that's um, kind of on pause right now. And then we have Ron and Gloria who've been involved in Argentina for uh, 20, is it 20 years? Yeah, 20 or 23? 30. 30. That's a different number than what Ron gave me. Oh, okay, the first time ago was, okay. Well, I'm going to let them tell that story. But all of that to say, they've been involved in Argentina for a number of years, lived there, um, have kids there, uh, and now they continue to do work here in Metro Vancouver as well. And since we support them, we pray for them, one of the things we thought was important is for our people to know, well, what's going on in their lives? How is the Lord moving in their lives? And so, Ron and Gloria, would you come on up? Uh, they want to pray for you, and then uh, you guys can share your update. Father in heaven, we give you thanks. We thank you that you have invited us into your life through your son, Jesus, and that you send us out into the world like you did your son. And you send each one of us out to do your work, to be part of your work in this world. And so this morning, as we hear from this couple who responded to your invitation, we pray that you would be glorified and that we would be filled with joy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. It's um, great to be here. And the reason we're here, as uh, Pastor Alex has said, to give you a report. And we believe it's biblical because in Acts chapter 21, verses 18, it says, And the next day Paul went with us to meet with James, and all the elders of the Jerusalem church were presented. After greeting them, gave a detailed account of the things God had accomplished amongst the Gentiles through their ministry. So we want to report to you because what we're reporting on is what you have done. You have been part of our lives since 1953. Uh, that's a long time. If you, if you uh, add up all that, 1953, 2000, well, yes. Anyway, but here we are. And uh, it's great to be here. And it says up behind me, I think, take the light of the world. Take the light of the world, Argentina, and the world. God has called us to Argentina to minister there in different ways. And we want to report what we're doing there and what we're trying to do here. Acts 1.8 says, and this has been our theme verse since... I was a child, and then Gloria and I, we got married, and it was our theme verse. It said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come unto you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem. And that was Vancouver, our home place, Vancouver. Then it says in the verse, it says, throughout Judea. Now, that's the whole province. Judea was the province, and Jerusalem was the city. Throughout all of Judea, British Columbia, in Samaria, and God called us 12 years to La Belle Province of Quebec, and we went to Quebec, and the Lord gave us four beautiful children, and we ministered there for 12 years, and then 
we came back and worked here for six years, and uh, then the Lord asked us to go to Quebec, uh, to Argentina. And so we feel that's to the ends of the earth. So that's what God has led us to do, and we're still trying to, to do His will. Okay, defining a missionary, and I'm sure that most of you know what a missionary is, but it's someone who is sent, uh, someone who goes. Uh, we won't get into the, all that of that right now, but uh, the Lord called us to go to other places, but basically everybody is a missionary. Acts 20, oh, sorry. Uh, the great commission that Jesus gave, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now everyone is called to be missionaries, but not everyone is called to go overseas. Those who love the Lord should testify for him, should tell their friends, their neighbors, their loved ones about Jesus Christ. And as it says here, every Christian, a missionary, and every non-Christian, a mission field. We are asked by God to go. The Lord called Glory and I to Quebec and then to Argentina, but he's called all of us to be missionaries where we're at. We left in January 2022 to go to Argentina. We've been going there, y de vuelta, there and back, for the last 22 years. And then we missed two years because of the pandemic. And last year, we went. And you're going to see some pictures of last year. And uh, we had a rough time going there in the sense we had to get our PCRs uh, for the uh, pandemic and all the paperwork and all that, but we went. And God blessed our ministry, and that's what we would like to share with you at this time. I've divided our little talk into three different sections, work, witness, and worship. You like that, Ian? Three W's, all, yes, good. I got a link, wink there. Uh, good sermon, three, three words, uh, three same letters, and the introduction and conclusion. Shall we go now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did I hear an amen? I, but anyway, what we're going to do is just share with our work, our witness, and our worship. As everyone who has worked at camps know, there is an endless amount of work. And uh, Gloria and I uh, have gone up to Anvil Island for many years, working physically and we might call it spiritually. And it's the same thing in Argentina. We have gone there and work has opened up so many doors for us. People say, but you people are from Canada. You're from North America. What in the world are you doing here cleaning out toilets or cleaning out septic tanks or, or, or helping in the kitchen? But God has called us, and because of this, there's so much to be done. Here we have work parties going up to Amal Island and up to the Morning Star and over to Camp Imidine, but there it's harder because people have to work from 7 in the morning till 7 at night, and uh, no days off many times, and it's hard to find workers, but there's so much work to be done. And here's just a few pictures. As you can see, um, it's endless, and, uh, but we enjoy it, and uh, we uh, enjoy doing what God, I believe, has called us to do. 
So it's a real advantage to us to have our little house, and the Lord blessed us, giving us a piece of land that we built a little house on right by the camp many years ago. And so we are literally the first people that, that anyone sees when they come into the camp. They often think we're the caretakers. We're not. But um, we can direct them where to go and, and help them. So this gives us the opportunity to invite them to come into our house, to have a mate, to have a coffee, just to sit and chat, whatever, and, and always uh, with the motive of telling them about the Lord. We get a variety of people. Those who come to the camp, they're not all believers. Some of them are, but some of them are not. And uh, it gives us this open door to witness because, as Ron just said, one of the first things they ask us is, why are you here? Why did you come to Argentina in the first place? And so right away we have the opportunity to tell them why we are there. So one of our main activities is the camp work. We started a camp in 1987, worked uh, in a different capacity at that time when we actually lived in Argentina, directing camps and all the rest. So now when we go back, basically our job is more physical or even administrative, whatever. And uh, a lot of things similar to Anvil Island, but on a smaller scale. And so these pictures are of me, and they're not fake. <laughs> I, I didn't just pose for a picture. <laughs> I don't do the same kind of physical work that Ron does because I just can't do it. But um, lately, I, um, I do this with the wheelbarrow because um, I'm Ron's legs. His legs aren't the greatest these days, and so when he's cutting down trees, uh, we can pick up branches to do whatever, put it in the wheelbarrow and carry it away. And so we've gained a lot of credibility just by doing things like that, because people look at you and they say, well, why are you doing that? And we just want to show them that we can work just as they can, that we don't think that we're too good because we're Canadian or, or whatever. Um, because we're more like pastors, but just to work alongside them with doing the physical um, upkeep of the camp as well. So as it says here, working has earned us the right to witness. If we were just standing in the pulpit on Sunday morning, which we do every Sunday morning, which you'll see a little later on, and just preaching, they, they, would, they would do that. Que pasa? Que pasa? These are North Americans that just come here to, to tell us what to do. So that is what these pictures are all about. So some of the people who drop by our, our house, they're, they're friends, and this is one of our greatest joys in going to Argentina, just being able to reconnect with um, the many people that we have there. Um, being, of, um, being Latins, they're, the people are much more... Uh, open, demonstrative, all of that. They, they really show you in so many ways how much they care, and friendships are, are deep. We have great friendships here as well, and uh, this is kind of like our second life <laughs> in Argentina. It's just so great to be able to, to connect with people that, that we know. Hospitality is another one of our main ministries, and it opens many doors to be able to tell others about Jesus. And one way we do this is every Wednesday at noon, we have what we call an asado, which is a barbecue. And everybody knows the door is open for anybody to come. We never know who will come or how many. There could be four, eight, there could be 20. 
but everybody brings their own meat and they bring their own dishes, so it's not like we have to plan for anything. So it's always uh, a very exciting day on Wednesdays, and we get lawyers, we get doctors, we get plumbers, we get broom salesmen, we get everything. And uh, it's just wonderful to be able to share this time together, offer hospitality to whoever wants to come. Just pictures of faithful friends over the years, and great to catch up with them after we haven't seen each other for a while. We have friends who know the Lord and others who, even after 35 years of friendship, do not know the Lord yet. And this gives us more motivation than ever to go back. And some of these ones, uh, just think of a couple in particular that we have been friends with, have a deep relationship with. They ask questions. Um, who decides who goes to heaven and who goes to hell? That's a great question, isn't it? And last year, uh, one person, this, this man, former um, photographer, really good friend, I wish I could have the faith that you have. So the Lord opens many doors for us, and we want to go every year with faith believing, maybe this will be the year. Maybe this will be the time that these friends will come to know Jesus in, in a personal way, that they'll accept Jesus into their life. It's very interesting to uh, be there and welcome people. Um, for instance, the picture on the top here are garbage men. They come on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And when it's 45, 50 degrees out, we're there with a big jug of cold water with ice cubes in it, with glasses, and we serve them. And they always, wow! One thing helped us a lot in our ministry in Argentina, I was a photographer. So I did baptisms and christenings and weddings and, and social affairs. That was before the, uh, the um, uh, phones came out with all the cameras on it. And I was well known there because I was a photographer. Also, when there was a parade four times a year, I would be on top of a horse in the parade, dressed up like a, a gaucho, with, which is a cowboy in Argentina, with the Argentine flag, and beside me would be a real gaucho with the Canadian flag, and we'd be going through the streets in a parade. And they even had it uh, on the uh, diario. Newspaper. Newspaper, they had it in the newspaper two times, I think, in the front page, Canadian converted to gaucho, or things like that. There's only 100,000 people in Villa Maria in Córdoba, and uh, so that was always a, a big thing. But here we have the garbage men, and here we have uh, uh, other people here that come, and uh, we just love them. Uh, we don't preach at them. We don't have them sign the four spiritual laws. <laughs> we just say, we love you. Come. And uh, in the wintertime, these garbage men come, and I give them a coffee with three scoops of sugar in a small coffee like that. That's the way they like their coffee. So we've talked about our work, physical. We've talked about witnessing. Now we're going to talk about worship. Worshiping, that's the main reason. I've been in trouble with some of the churches in years gone by and saying, Ron, we sent you to Argentina to preach Jesus, not to, to work with a wheelbarrow or to a shovel or a, a chainsaw. or a, a sh um, But that, as I said, have earned us the right. But we have, every Sunday when we're there, there's eight different churches that invite us. So every Sunday I go to a different church and I preach the gospel. 
and they listen to me because I do have an accent. And uh, they do listen to me because I'm an extranjero, because I'm a stranger, because I'm a foreigner. And, and that God is using my disabilities for his honor, for his glory. And it's amazing the results that have, have happened over the time. Here I am preaching one particular church, and um, there's churches from all different sizes, anywhere from uh, 100 to 300. And uh, they're very attentive and very loving and very caring. And um, sometimes I wonder, why, why do they invite me? Who am I that they should invite me? Because they have other people that can do it. But being a stranger does help uh, uh, in that ministry. Uh, this is just uh, a few of the people from this church. This is a smaller church that's had a lot of setbacks in the, in the past, but it's just so encouraging to see the, the way that they have come back. New people are coming, and all of the churches there suffered during COVID the same way that we did. And when we were there just this past January, we could see also um, how there was fewer people in a, in a lot of the churches. They weren't ready to come back yet. But um, we hear that things are better, so we're hoping that this year, Lord willing, if we go back in January, that uh, people will have come back to church just as they have here. And I spoke quite a few times during the pandemic on Zoom in French, Spanish, and English. So it was a, a, a blessing in a, in a sense that we got to preach all over the world because of the pandemic. Uh, this is a, a typical Sunday, and at this occasion we have invited, uh, uh, this is our home church, this is like our Cascade Church in Argentina. This is a church that, that commended us, invited us to work there for, I guess we actually worked at this church over 15 years. And uh, this is where we ministered out of this church. And as you can see from this picture, you can see my son, Joel. Uh, he does the reading of Scripture. I believe that the Scripture is the most important thing in my message. And uh, because I do have uh, trouble reading, as most of you know, and because I do have an accent, Joel usually comes and reads the Scripture. And he just reads it beautifully, the way it's written. So this is just our home church that we preach at. Again, I can get out of my comfort zone and get into a different comfort zone. I can yell and scream and jump up and down and nobody gets after me. So <laughs> I'm trying to behave myself uh, here. Um, another, another church, a smaller church, but th this is a church, Rukanichal, uh, uh, which is the house of God in Mapuche. And uh, this is a neighborhood church and this is one that has invited us. Every year we go there. And uh, it's wonderful to be able to preach Jesus uh, to these people. This is the camp. As we said, we went there in 1985, and we actually started this camp. There was a camp there, but there was a military uprising in 1982, I believe it was, during the Malvinas. And anyway, they, they came and they raided a, uh, a camp that was there, uh, we've gone and visited the camp, and you can see the machine gun uh, bullets all in the wall. And, of course, they shut it down, and there was nothing until we got there. And since I got saved at Anvil Island Bible Camp in, uh, in uh, wow, 1955, where I found Jesus up in Anvil Island, I love camps. And since we worked in Quebec for 12 years, I worked in about seven different camps, Camp Jolly Bay, Camp Rocher, Camp Boutique, and some of these camps. 
So we started this camp, and you can see an aerial view there. There was, it's called El Jujal. What is El Jujal in English? Weeds. The weeds, <laughs> because when we went there, they named it, the weeds were that high. And so we got a sickle, I think or, the word is, and we, we cut it down, and then we cut it and cut it, and uh, we built a, a dormitory thanks to the money from Cascades Gospel Chapel. Much, much money came over the years, and we've just built um, two dormitories and uh, a beautiful uh, dining hall and a kitchen. And then uh, we used to take them to the river. There's a river running behind us, and we used to hold hand in hand and kept the kids play there, but we were there so when the water brings them down, we wouldn't lose them. <laughs> and of course, you had to be careful of the snakes too. And, but, but then the Lord provided the funds through Cascades and other churches, and we built that uh, pool, which was a real blessing. So we didn't lose any kids, fortunately. And there's a picture of the dining hall, and these are uh, things that uh, have come out of the, the, the work there. Um, uh, the next couple of pictures are of, of camps that we have had this summer. This is the last summer. These are camps that we had. When, as I said, we go there from January to um, March. And there's another camp. These are just summer camp. That's the dormitory. Gordy Fuller, known by some of you, and a group from uh, uh, West Bank and from uh, Kelowna and Kamloops, they came up and they actually built that. Can you imagine? Uh, he had never built a brick house. He had built 21 houses in his, in his time, but all in wood. So he came down with a group of men and a girl, and they worked and they built that. So God blessed the, the camp because of the people from there. Well, of course, as you will know, one of the perks is being able to be with our Argentine family, our third son, uh, Joel. Um, went back to Argentina and got married, and they have four children now. So it's just wonderful when we go there that we get to have three months with them. And we love being with our granddaughters, the two oldest ones, Sarah and Chloe, who sing and play the piano. And they will come with us when we go on different Sundays to participate in the meetings. And if you were here in July, you would have seen them and you, you would have heard them. And we were just so thankful that after five years that they were able to come up to Canada to spend a little bit of time and, and see their other brothers and sister. A lot of people call us snowbirds because when you get over 75, uh, I know I don't look it, you don't have to keep saying it, but when you get over 75, a uh, lot of uh, people fly down to Florida or California and bathe in the sun. Ah, well, that's not what we are. Uh, matter of fact, you can't bathe in the sun there because it's 35, 45, up to 50 degrees, and the, burn, the sun just... I come back every year and go to a dermatologist just from working outside, and I'm not making excuses, but it's, uh, it's a time that we can uh, spend with the family and so on. Yeah, and it was particularly nice last year. When I say last year, I'm really meaning January, the beginning of this year when we were there to see Lucas and get to know him better because we hadn't seen him for two years and we were able to celebrate his third birthday with him. So that was really special. And of course, there are perks. And I, I, I won't leave this up too long because lunch is coming. But um, uh, one of the perks of going down there is making these uh, barbecues, asados. That's what they call them. And you can see here that I make my own bread, I make my own jam, and, I'm, and people come, and I'll, I'll make this uh, 
a costijala jama, it's called. It's uh, ribs done with an open fire. But uh, it's opened up so many opportunities. I'm not Santa Claus down there. I do charge them maybe $5 just so that they'll feel part of it. I mean, I could give it to them free because this piece of meat here would only cost about 100 Canadian dollars. But um, when you have 20 people and each person put in $5, they feel a part of it. So this is one of the things I do, and I've done it for many uh, weddings and, uh, um, I was going to say funerals, but no, uh, weddings and um, um, other events of that nature. And it's a wonderful way to, to witness and to be a part of the culture. And they, they're amazed to see a North American, Canadian, white Caucasian out there uh, for five hours, it takes five hours to do this particular uh, piece of meat, and uh, they come and you just take the bone and you go whoop, and the meat comes off of it. Are you hungry? I hope you enjoy your sandwich at lunch. <laughs> now what are we doing here? What are we doing here? So what's going on? I mean, okay, you're there for January, February, March, and April. So what are you doing May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December? Do you just sit back? No, we don't. And we appreciate your support. And that's why we're here, because what we do is a part of Cascades in everything we do. And here's uh, what we call home missions. There's, the word sometimes is used as a foreign mission and home mission. And... Um, when we're in, in Vancouver, I speak each Sunday, usually each Sunday, in a uh, different church, for instance. Last week, I was in mission. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was in mission. And uh, the week before that, I was here fortunately. I had a wonderful time with you believers. And the, before that, I was in Heather and so on. And also, another thing we do is we go to senior homes. It was closed down for two years, so we still go to senior homes and uh, sit down with the, um, the people and talk to them. We see George Rich quite often and many other people, Ron uh, Porter and others, in senior homes. I really enjoy Our Lady's Bible study, and, and most of the ladies in the study agree that that's the highlight of our week is to be in our Bible study and studying the Word of God together, praying together, and uh, knowing that all of our prayer requests are um, in great confidence that we can share these things with each other. So that's a part of Cascade that I enjoy very much. Another thing I really enjoy doing, and I'm thank you, the board, I see some of the board here, you're allowing me to uh, play around the church during the week, you know, taking out roots and taking, chopping trees down, and, uh, and I enjoy that. I mean, I actually really enjoy it, so I enjoy working around the church and uh, doing what I can. Every year it gets a little less because of uh, um, a few aches and pains, but we enjoy uh, doing that very much so. And I enjoy any time I get a chance to participate in the music ministry. It's something that brings a lot of joy to my heart, and I really like to do that. Another thing I do during the week, of course, if I'm not uh, pulling roots out at Cascades or cutting the grass or whatever, I have the pleasure of preparing sermons in, in Spanish and in English. And um, uh, thank to Gloria, she rewrites my Spanish in good Spanish, and she rewrites my English in good English. So I usually prepare it, make PowerPoints and all that, then she comes in, if there's any spelling mistakes here, it's her fault. 
And then recently, as you will know, we've been working with a couple of refugee families, and we were just so thankful to the Lord uh, that a couple of these uh, refugee families, that this is through the church, the organization called Journey Home, they approached Alex and asked if we'd be willing to partner with them. And two of the families were from Colombia, so we said we would be thrilled to work with them because we can communicate with them. And we ourselves know what it's like to go to a place. We went to Quebec, we couldn't speak French, went to Argentina, couldn't speak Spanish. So we know what it's like to go somewhere, to not be able to communicate, to not have any friends, not to know anybody. And so we just really feel this is the way that the Lord can, um, can use us to help us, to, to help others. And um, thank you to all of you who have contributed in, in some way. Uh, to the families, to, the, to these refugees, and you've seen them at church. They've been at uh, the potluck suppers. They will probably, lunches, they'll probably be coming again. And um, just, just being friendly to them, just including them, and, and even if they have very limited English and can't say anything, they are just really happy to, for somebody to give them a hug, just to reach out to them. So thank you for contributions of... of um, furniture or, or anything that, that you have given in the past, it's, it's very much appreciated. And just this week, for instance, we've had a wonderful week. This week we were at both of their homes, and I had the privilege of taking a little bicycle to Jubilee, get it checked over, and we took a bicycle to their little daughter, and uh, we took some um, um, winter clothes, some um, uh, full, um, coats, scarves, uh, scarves, 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 coats, toques, and all those kind of things. So these are things that you've given to us that we've taken there. So thank you so much. Also, camp work is a very important part here in Vancouver. I usually go up with Ian. We used to go up every year, at least sometime two times a year, to work parties, we called them. And we had great times there. And um, I, I go to Camp 3 sometimes, help in the technical department, uh, not doing what those wonderful men back there are doing, but uh, usually just taking pictures and making videos and, and so on. So camp work is very important mm -hmm. to us. And here, as in Argentina, we love to have people over. I have to admit, um, we haven't done as much lately. I think we're getting tired. <laughs> but we do love to have people over to give hospitality in as much as possible. And then, of course, um, family, our family is very important to us. We have three other children here and other grandchildren, and uh, so ob obviously we like to give time to them as well. And um, we're thankful that they are walking with the Lord, but we still want to continue being a good example to all of them, to our children and to our grandchildren, letting them know about Jesus. And I'm a chaplain at the Burnaby Hospital. I took all my courses. So I go up to the Burnaby Hospital now and then, from bed to bed, talking to people and enjoy doing that. These are just some of the churches that we go to. Thank you for your support, because some of these churches, you know, you go out to mission, they might give you $50 or $100 uh, for gas, but um, you can't live off of that, and we certainly appreciate that. And here are just some of the churches we go to, like Parkcrest, 10th Avenue, 16th, Cascades, of course, and Heather and Bakerview and a few others. Questions. I was uh, uh, asked permission of the powers to be if I could give two or three minutes of questions. We want to be transparent. We want to be transparent. 
and we don't want to hide anything. Do you have any questions that we could try to answer? We're not going to prolong it because I see it is 11, but we did start a little, uh, a little late, so. <laughs> any questions, please? I mean, we're, your, we're servants of the Lord, but we're servants of Cascades. I mean, I have a Cascade card, and I use that every day just about somewhere and somehow. And uh, people look at me, and they say, oh, here comes that guy from Cascades Church, you know, so good and bad sometimes. But anyway... <laughs> Any questions, please? Yes? Journey home. Journey home, yeah. Yes? What ages? Oh, they have... They have all ages because they have a lot of different camps, mostly um, children kind of like Anvil. It's probably like a camp of 8 to 12, then they'll have a young people's camp. And uh, during the year, or even when we're there, the weekends are often rented by uh, the Boy Scouts or some sports club. So you can get, um, get all kinds of different, different ages, Different, different people, if that answers your question, yeah. And our functioning churches, uh, each camp is different because we were the founders, uh, so I was the director, I was the preacher, and now I just go there and clean out the toilets if I have to do that. I mean, <laughs> it's wonderful just to serve the Lord, and sometimes I'll peel potatoes for two hours a day or something. So it's, it's a different concept when you get older, but uh, it's wonderful. Any other questions before we... Do something that I love to do. I've been done for 50.